When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. It is Sunday, December the 29th, 2013. This is episode number 73 of Brave the Wild. And very, very safe to say this is the final Brave the Wild episode of 2013. Yeah, yeah, we'll be back in 2014. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> anyhow, I'll get back to it. This is episode number 73 of Brave the Wild. <laughs> we are available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a pleasure to be back here, bracing the airwaves with you. Hopefully, somehow, some way, making your uh, your workday a little more pleasant or just just something a little less uh, a, a little less frustrating. We'll say. Not that there's anything positive to talk about really right now, unfortunately, but you get the idea. Um, yeah, hopefully this is some type of a distraction from your busy work schedule one way or another if you're listening while working, which I like to do, or while doing chores around the house or whatever. Hey, you know, that's what podcasts are all about, I think. Something to enjoy whenever you can on the go. All right, well, I'm writing solo once again. Um, not sure when Neil's going to be back. It's just one of those things. Uh uh, he's doing, from what I know, he's doing just fine, but hasn't really been able to keep up of late. So it's just one of those things. I'll hopefully we'll get him back sooner rather than later. I'll just leave it at that. Great shout out to him, though, of course. Yes, this um, happy new year to him, of course, from Mark Carlson. We'll just get to the Facebook page right out of the gate here. Just get to it right now, and then I can get on to my, <laughs> you know, get on to our spiel here with the last five games. Um, of course, I'm going to kind of, yeah, I'm going to try to, Keep it brief for the most part with the game reviews because there's five of them. So you get the idea. I'm going to try to do the best I can to be quick and to the point with that. So yes, the Facebook page, simply type in the search bar on Facebook, Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Show. Go there and click like and then please post. We could use more posters on there. It would be very much appreciated. There's a Twitter account also, twitter.com forward slash Brave the Wild or of course just at Brave the Wild, all one word. 
And there is a call-in line, which is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you're calling into, which is Brave the Wild. And, or just say, hey, Joey, and then start talking about the wild. I guess that would be a pretty good indicator as to which show you're calling into. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Mark Carlson was, uh, yeah, there's a couple posts from him and from his wife, Cindy. She uh, He says, I'm going wild tonight in Iowa. The rest of my family are cheering for the Jets. Ha ha. Sure to be a good game. Thanks for what you do, Joey. I enjoy your podcast. Mark from Iowa. And thank you, Mark. I really, really appreciate that. This show it needs all the love it can get, obviously, as do any any podcast, of course. Not saying it's like, oh no, woe is me, but hey, you know, we need some more. We need some more listeners, you know. Uh, it's been I've been doing the best I can trying to keep up with this show and bringing a good product to the listeners. I mean, heck, I I think I'm bringing a good product, and if you think I am, an improved product from the past, of course. So just saying, because um, every show needs to improve. All the time. Every show that ever existed needs to improve something. Um, but yeah, if you do like the show, do rate us on iTunes. Very simple. Look, you know, obviously you find us on iTunes and give us a rating. Not hard to do. Uh, okay, anyhow, Mark Carlson saying, Happy New Year, Joey and Nate. Thank you very much. It's it's Neil, but, it, you know, Nate Dog is his nickname. And Sidney Carlson was saying, <laughs> Mark says I have to say something, so good luck tonight. Go Jets. Uh, why do all of you have to like the Jets? Ugh. I'm starting to hate that team now. I'm starting to hate that team. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Let's just get right to it. Hell with all this talking around. Okay. <sighs> Remember all those predictions I had on the last show? Oh, man. Well, yeah, I predicted the Wild would lose to Pittsburgh, but then come back and beat New York and beat Philadelphia. Yeah, they're all road games, but they're out east. And these are Eastern Conference teams. They're inferior. They're the Eastern Conference. We're the Western Conference, right? West and the East. Yeah, well, I did pick us to lose to Pittsburgh, even though they were very, very, very depleted. Because Nicholas Backstrom's a net. Nicholas Backstrom doesn't spell victory these days. Remember when it did? It was nice, wasn't it? It it was fantastic when Nicholas Backstrom spelled victory. In fact, it was year in and year out. But he's hit some type of wall, be it age, be it uh, injuries over the years, or just all the above. I think it's all the above. Backstrom has, like, no range anymore in the net. He got his ass kicked by this skilled, still skilled Pittsburgh Penguins team because they still have Chris Kunitz, who really emerged last year. Um, of course, Sidney Crosby's healthy. I know there's no Malkin, but uh, but there's Pascal Dupuis, who always seems to like be a pain in the ass for the Wild. He always shows up in the box score when they play against the Minnesota Wild. This was a four nothing game about midway through, and uh, Jason Pominville and Danny Heatley added goals later in the game. But it's like he just kind of knew the Wild weren't going to win. I mean, you had a little bit of hope, a little inkling of hope. But then it was just, ah, same old garbage. Same old weak garbage. But here's the thing. Now, I come on here ripping Backstrom, saying how his range is no good. That's very true. But the theme of this episode right now. (laughs) I mean, how many horrible defensive lapses does this team have to have before, you know, like somebody gets their head knocked out? I mean... Uh, the one-timers that have been given up by this team, now this is brushing with a broad stroke over these past five games, which were all losses, by the way, if you've been living in a cave, or if you just, you know, if you're more of a casual Wild fan. Yes, the Wild lost all of them. Um, we've been given up one-timers of late that there's, there's nobody there. Like, Scandella, I believe this was one of the Pittsburgh goals. All he had to do was put a body on the guy, maybe, like, give him a little shove, 
and there would there would never have been a goal. Like maybe the shot would have been on goal, but it wouldn't have been like as clean and easy. Scandella's just standing there, and this happened more than once. Keith Ballard has had some lapses. The turnovers have been all over the place with just about everybody. Whatever you know, I mean, Ryan Suter's starting to get on my nerves. Actually, he's he's kind of like Scandella at times. He gets he gets caught sleeping on defense at times. Um, Ryan Suter's offense, there's no doubt about it, and. His overall hockey IQ is great, but boy, there are times he gets caught sleeping, and it is not pretty, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, the frustration is all over the place. It's across the board right now. Uh, Zach Reese, speaking of frustration, his foot injury. Remember that sore foot issue where he got hit by a puck against St. Louis? And then, oh, he's back. He's back playing. Yes, sir. Well, it's not healed yet, and... They've had to put him on IR because it just got worse, basically. It just, I mean, or it just didn't get better. It's like a combination of things. So, very unfortunate uh, circumstance there. <clears throat> in fact, yeah, he did play in the Pittsburgh game. But, yeah, it's just things just kept going further and further downhill from here. Now, I did mention how, yes, Harding was out for three games. Finally, he did return tonight. He was on the IR, but now Parisi's on the IR because of that sore foot. So yes, the Wild lose 5-2. to two. To keep it very brief and to the point, against the Pittsburgh Penguins, despite the fact they were depleted, the Minnesota Wild defense looks terrible right now. I mean, to, to keep it, to be very blunt, the Wild, the Wild defense is terrible right now. And, um, but there is a certain, <laughs> there's a certain person right now that I'm thinking it's time for him to go. And I think you can kind of, maybe you can guess, maybe not. It's something that I think is becoming a theme with just about every team in this town right now. And that's the head coach, Mike Yo. Yeah, we'll get deeper into that soon. But it's just he's always trying to, like after this Pittsburgh game, as a huge example, after the New York game, Philadelphia, he's always trying to send a message. Eventually, Mr. Yo, the message is not going to be heard. And I think it's already getting to that point. Tonight's game against the New York Islanders. <laughs> Just moments ago ended. Well, not moments ago, but half whatever. Ended recently, we'll just say. Um, is an indicator that something ain't right here. And because this is too much. You know, this is too much. Every year the Wild, oh boy, they're, they're just, this is gold. The Wild are doing fantastic. Mike Yo is pushing all the right buttons. But then something happens along the way. Maybe an injury or two. And it's like he's, all these buttons he was pushing are all of a sudden the wrong buttons. And everything just goes down the, you know what, <laughs> the shitter, to be to be blunt again. You can just hear it in my voice right now. <laughs> and it happens every single, it's, it's happened three years in a row now with Mike Yo. It just seems like yesterday, the Wild were what, like, they were the third seed, then they're the sixth seed, which is okay, because the Western Conference is so strong. But now, ladies and gentlemen, see, there was a time the Wild were still within very good striking distance of the Chicago Blackhawks, like four points or whatever. The Minnesota Wild are 15 points behind the Chicago Blackhawks, ladies and gentlemen. 15 points behind the Chicago Blackhawks. In fact, let's make it 16 to be, uh, yes, it is, it is 16 points. Not 15, it's 16. Chicago has 61 points, the Wild have 45 the Wild are now behind five points behind the Colorado Avalanche, twelve points behind the St. Louis Blues. This is all just in the Central Division. The Wild are now tied with the Dallas Stars, ladies and gentlemen. The Dallas Stars, only four points ahead of Winnipeg, who is a mere five hundred team. <sighs> Mike Yo is back. Is back to the same thing again. <laughs> 
You know, the Wild have had injuries, but these shouldn't be like season-ending type injuries, but it's starting to look like it. My goodness. I mean, yes, I understand there have been injuries and it's hurt the team. But, but I mean, you got to beat New York and Philadelphia. And, yes, the Wild lost 4-1 to to both New York and Philadelphia. Now, the Pittsburgh game was Thursday, December the 19th, to be to give you the correct record. Sunday, December the 22nd, Minnesota heads to New York. They score early, and it's like, okay, all right. Cool. This is this is cool. Yeah, yeah, we lost to Pittsburgh, but we'll be fine. We're gonna come right back and we're gonna kick this team's butt. Jason Pominville scoring from Mike excuse me, Mikhail Granlin and Ryan Suter. Mikhail Granlin's back, and just like that, four minutes into the game, Mikhail Granlin back on that second line, centering the second line. Jason Pominville scores his seventeenth of the year. Oh, all is right with the wild. Here we go, rock and roll. That then all of a sudden Nothing was wild. We're generating minimal scoring pressure on uh, minimal pressure on Cam Talbot. <laughs> yeah, not. Oh, boy. Oh, losing my mind right now. But yeah, <laughs> not the number one goal in New York, but Cam Talbot. Yeah, Cam Talbot. Mm. They only get twenty-five shots on goal the entire game, and the New York Rangers get them past. Mr. Backstrom again. And the defense is caught sleeping time and time again on those one-timers. Power plays, all that good stuff. Guys, are guys, guys. this has been the theme the whole week. God, but yeah, op- opposing players, forwards, have been crashing the net and have met no resistance from the wild defensemen. No resistance whatsoever. And of course, the forwards on the wild, of course, not finishing whatsoever time and time and time again. Talbot slamming the door on them over and over and over in the few times the Wild got. <laughs> because this team is not, they're just, they're not setting up good plays. They're just, they're getting knocked off the puck. And then on defense, of course, like I said before, they're getting caught sleeping over and over again. They're not pushing guys away from the net. I just don't understand what the hell is going on with this team right now. A 4-1 to one debacle. Oh, and by the way, you, you know things aren't going well when an SOB like Benoit Puglia scores his fifth goal of the year against you. Yeah, Benoit Puglia. And that was a continuing theme pretty much the whole week. Ex-players scoring against the Wild, at least tonight. The other New York team, which is filled with former Nor- uh, North Stars, former Wild and Gophers. I wish they were former North Stars. You know, i got to get my North Stars memory a bit back. Gosh, I just, like, abandoned that. What the hell? But it's just, yeah, when I get into the shows, I get more into the Wild themselves, and I forget all about the North Stars uh, memory type thing. I'll, I'll bring that back at some point. I'm really sorry. Like, I have a North Stars logo as a cover photo on the Facebook page because I love the North Stars so damn much. <laughs> Nothing against the Wild. But, yeah, this game was just an utter, just, I, I just couldn't believe it. Time, and it's just, and it was like the same thing every night, though, folks. This has been the same thing every night. The Wild can't score, and the other team is just getting right past us. They're sliding into the net. No one's challenging them. And boop, up, they scored, you know. And that's basically what's been going on. So the Wild head to Philadelphia just a couple nights later. What is it, Tuesday? I believe Tuesday. The, no, it's not the 24th. Monday the 23rd, I apologize, because it was Christmas week. I hope all of you had a Merry Christmas, by the way. Not afraid to say the words Merry Christmas. Yeah, I'll say Happy Holidays, too, but Merry Christmas to me is, yeah. You know, come on, it's Chris, Christmas is Christmas, it's not Happy Holidays in my mind, but okay, I don't need to get too heavy into that. 
It's just, it's a day, you know? <laughs> say what the name of the day is, that's all. Just like you can say Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, you can say that too, very easily. All right, Mikhail Granlin, Jason Pominville, and Ryan Suter play, score the only goal again. So it's the same exact thing, just a little shuffling of the deck here. Nice little goal by Granlin. Really appreciate it, but this is after the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> score with less than two minutes into the game. Less than two minutes into the game, the Flyers score, and it's just like, oh boy, I could just sense what's coming. Uh, midway through the first period, Wayne Simmons puts it in his ninth goal of the year. Um, oh boy. Uh, 2 nothing Philadelphia already. You could just feel it coming. Claude Giroux getting a goal and an assist along the way. Wayne Simmons with two goals in the game. Uh, and they were easy as pie. Uh, it's a combination of Backstrom's not, Backstrom's not that good and the Wild defense is not doing, is not bodying up on these guys. They're not pushing them away at all. They're just letting them through. It's just a load of succotash. It really is. It really is a load of succotash, man. Steve Mason looked like freaking Ken Dryden out there, too, against the Wilds quote-unquote offense in this game. Just disgusting. It's nice to see the first line back together. Well, sort of, because now, obviously, at this point, Zach Parisi out to now the Wild have moved up uh, Nino Niederreiter to the first line with Miko Koivu and Charlie Coyle. That is a interesting combination that's been, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been a little bit productive. Yeah, tonight it was pretty productive against the New York Islanders. We're getting to that sooner or later, but Nothing too special along the way. Justin Fontaine, yeah, he's been doing all right, but uh, who's going to be the Mike Madawa award winner this week? I don't even know yet. And yes, this is the point when Stefan Veyu got called up again for the Wild. And yeah, Eric Halla. Eric Halla, who's been doing a nice job. He was the second line center for a while. Then they move him back down to the fourth line because Granny's back. Mikhail Granlin, very exciting. And then they just send him down like, ah, the hell with him. The hell with him. He's been a he was he was sort of a factor, but eh, whatever. So then Stefan Veiu comes up, and the fourth line has been uh, Rupp has been centering the fourth line a bit lately, along with uh, Mr. Mitchell, Tory Mitchell. <sighs> oh boy, mm. you can just sense the frustration, can't you? <laughs> Keith Ballard's kind of been getting on my nerves a little bit too. He's been kind of making dumb penalties and dumb turnovers. Overall, I still like him, and he's got a nice hockey IQ, but. Uh, sometimes I wonder about that hockey IQ. Uh, Zen and Kanapka is also in the fourth line at times. And this guy, I don't even know who centered the... Oh, yeah, yeah it, it, it was Zen and Kanapka. Yep, he centered the fourth line with Veyu and uh, Tori Mitchell, who probably... Or, yeah, who also played a little bit in other situations like penalty kill and a little third line and such because that's what Mike Yoda's best is shuffle people all over the place. But all there is to be said about this game is the wild stunk. Yeah. They stunk. Uh oh, there's my Mike Yoism right there. So now a game you could kind of sort of call feature presentation type game against the Winnipeg Jets last night. No, not last night. Friday night. Almost like you know, it's almost starting to become with the way the fan base they were really really loud in this game. A six to four slop sloppy game. The first period was like what the hell. Ugh. Wild and <laughs> the Wild come out of the first period trailing four to three in this one. Danny Healy netting his eighth goal of the year with Pominville and Granlin. He's been on the second line now because obviously he's replacing Nito Niederreiter in that situation. Fontaine with his usual partners of Cook and Brozniak. He scored in the game. That was actually a nice goal. 
And then Stefan Feyu just shot the puck on net. <laughs> and it went in. It just went right past the goalie. That was pretty cool. His first goal in like 17 years, probably in the NHL with Mr. Spurgeon and that being Jared Spurgeon and Tori Mitchell assisting on that. Yeah, Spurgeon getting the puck to Veyu. Just let the puck loose. Sometimes that's what they say. Hit the puck on net. Sometimes it just goes in and that's what happened. Stefan Veyu finally scoring a goal. Gotta feel good for him right there. He looked extremely excited. Wild up 3-2 to two after going down 2-1 to one very quickly. The goals were scored so quickly in that sequence there. It was the first seven minutes. It was a 3-2 to two hockey game, by the way. Heatley scoring his eighth, as I mentioned. Then Evander Kane getting a shorthanded goal, a breakaway, horrible turnover. Ole Jokinen scoring in the game. Only six minutes into the game, it was 2-1. to one, uh, uh, Yeah, six minutes into the game, it was 2-1 to one Winnipeg. Then at less than a minute later, Fontaine scored. And then Veyu scored. <laughs> it's like five seconds later. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, then Blake Ree- Wheeler and Justin... Dustin Bifugan, unbelievable. Oh my goodness. Uh, 4-3 coming out of that first period. You could just sense this is like, you could just tell it's another sloppy game that's not going the Wilds' way. Miko Cuevo did score to tie it up, and it's like, yeah! That was very exciting. The first line, or power play, excuse me, Coyle, Pominville, and Cuevo factoring in that one. That was a nice one indeed. But then Blake Wheeler scoring again. Midway through the third, and you just knew for sure things weren't going well. And then, in the end, the Wild had a very good chance to... They had multiple chances to score. Next thing you know, Tobias Enstrom. Now, this is obviously when the Wild had the empty net. They were doing what they could. <laughs> against, uh, pa, excuse me, Montoya, who was much better than <laughs> than Pavlek. Pavlek got his ass kicked early on. They took him out right away after the first three goals. But then Montoya... Al Montoya took over. Wild it looked like they were going to score and tie this thing up. It looked like there was a chance. It was 5-4 to four, uh, in favor of Winnipeg at the time. Uh, and then, excuse me, where am I? And then Tobias Enstrom just lets the puck go from, like, basically full rink distance. And it goes in. Whatever. Game over. Wild lose. 6-4. to four, And Winnipeg fans were pretty much Green Bay Packer-like, streaming like madmen. And women. <laughs> uh, so frustrating. Very rowdy, uh, very rowdy Winnipeg crowd. I'm sure they're a little more classy than the uh, Green Bay Packer fan base, but oh, they're rowdy. Oh, man. It's, a, it's already becoming somewhat of a rivalry, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, but it sure ain't fun losing to them, I'll tell you that. The Wild were up. Let's see, the Wild were up, wow, three games to zero so far in the season series, and then Winnipeg getting the win last night. The Wild amazingly were up three games to zero in this series, so there will be a series finale Monday, April the 7th, next time these two teams meet up for their fifth and final matchup in this division, the Central Division. It's uh, it's becoming fun, but boy, that was a mess. <laughs> Wild defense was terrible. Uh, Backstrom letting in pucks. It's almost like you shoot you shoot to Backstrom's shoulder. It's like you're screwed. He's, you're you're going to, you know, we're, we're screwed anyway. I mean, Backstrom's going to let it by. It seems like that's what's been going on throughout things with the Winnipeg Jets. So <laughs> with that, it's time to look towards tonight's game. Yeah, it was a beauty. It was just wonderful, wasn't it? As tonight, yes, as mentioned, the Minnesota Wild lose 5-4 to four 
to the New York Islanders. Oh, but hmm, it didn't look like it was going to head this way. No, the Wild looked like they had this one in the bag. Ryan Suter scoring his first goal of the year, assisted by Mike Rupp and Tori Mitchell. A very, uh, <laughs> a very unlikely group here, at least in the in the in a lot of ways. I guess you could say with Suter actually scoring, not getting an assist. Basically, he's usually getting assists. But this one was able to go in. Mike Rupp and Tori Mitchell. Rupp with his first assist of the year. Tori Mitchell with his seventh. Only three minutes into the game. It's like, yeah, we'll be fine. Things are going great. But then there was no scoring again the rest of the period. But then right out of the gate in the second period, Jonas Brodeen scoring on a shot. <laughs> Assisted by Koivu and Niederreiter. But a really nice shot by uh, Brodeen. But at the same time, it looked kind of easy too. Um, went right past Pauline, right past him, and boy, he likes to skate around and get like like a madman when he gets scored on. It's pretty kind of funny to watch. Things felt really good, but then right away again, Nito Niederreiter. In fact, a lot of people thought Niederreiter scored that first goal from Brodine, but oh, it was Brodine. <laughs> it was Brodine. Brodine actually was able to get the goal there, but the Nito Niederreiter did score only about two minutes later. 3 nothing. Wild. Pauline just like beside himself with frustration. And looked like all's right here. 3 nothing. Minnesota. Yeah, there we go. That's a way to put the clamps in the frustrating week. You know, four game losing streak. Losing to all these Eastern Conference teams. Here comes this awful uh, New York Islanders team with Thomas Vanek, by the way. But still, an awful Islanders team with Cal Clutterbuck, by the way. And, and John Tavares and Kyle Oposo and guys like that. And Thomas Hickey, whoever the heck that is, right? <laughs> Thomas Hickey. Thomas Hickey, indeed. Thomas Hickey. Well, yeah, he was a first-round pick, but still, I mean, yeah. What kind of first-round pick is this? <laughs> ten points total in the NHL. First-round flicking pick. And ten points in the NHL so far. So not quite exactly, uh, you know, not quite exactly Mr. Blue Chip, king of the world out there. Not exactly John DeVaris level. Fourth overall pick, by the way. So, a lot of times, I mean, yeah, there's, those are times those top five guys don't always pan out. Thomas Hickey's one of them. Oh, yeah. He had a goal and two assists tonight. Only three points for Thomas Hickey. He had ten points in his career before tonight's game. Ten points in his career before tonight's game. Ten points. He got three tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thomas Hickey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thomas Hickey got three points. <laughs> yeah, but but the Wild route three nothing though early in the second period. That's going to be a blowout. The Wild are fine. They're going to be fine. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the Islanders scored. Oh, how cute! You know, the first line for for Chicago for New York. Uh, John Tavares, Thomas Vanek, and Kyle Oposo all factoring in on that one. But hey, that's that's cute. You know, yeah. Oh, well, at least, well, it's not going to be a shutout for uh, J- uh, Josh Harding in his first game back. Welcome back, by the way. Yeah, welcome back, by the way, Josh Harding. <clears throat> well, he didn't look so hot either, but, <laughs> no, he really didn't look too good either, but still, this is just, just, what the hell. But yeah, it's cute. The three to one game, it'll be fine. But then a minute to go, and of all people... <laughs> Cal freaking Clutterbuck with Thomas Hickey and Brock Nelson. Cal freaking Clutterbuck scoring his fifth goal of the year to make it 3-2. to two. And it's like, well, all right then. Um, this is suddenly not a fun little easy game for the Wild anymore. 
No, it's a 3-2 to two game with only a minute left in the second. And it just seemed like from here on, it just was like all Islanders. They're all, they were all pretty much in the wild zone the whole time. Wild couldn't generate any type of good scoring chance for the most part. The defense was pathetic, and Josh Harding, not so hot. Certainly, this looks like the Josh Harding before this year. You know, when he would go out there and just stink and get his ass kicked. <laughs> this, is, this is like the old Josh Harding tonight. The old Josh Harding. Yeah. Yeah, the old Josh Harding. Thomas Hickey scoring his second goal of the season. Colin McDonald, Ryan Strom. Assisting on that one to tie it up, and it's just like the tension in that building, the Excel Energy Center, by the way, not the, not, 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 uh, not, not New York's old building, not, not over there in the New York Islanders on the on the aisle. They're not quite in Brooklyn yet. They're still in the aisle right now. Yeah, not quite there yet. Excel Energy Center. Wild had won four games in a row at home, and they've just been dominant at home all year. Terrible road team, without a doubt, and they sure looked like it, but hey, we're at home and we're playing a bad team. No reason we should lose this one. No reason at all. Six minutes later, Kyle Oposa with his goal. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, the Islanders are ahead. Could we actually, we actually might lose this thing, but there's still plenty of time left. Justin Fontaine, toughing it out there, <laughs> toughing it out on his third line, getting his eighth goal of the year. He's one of the only players on the Wild that seems to, I mean, of late anyway, that seems to seem to have a nose up by the, uh, up getting up to the goal, you know, crashing the net a bit. You know, Niederreiter uh, generally does it, though, and he's he's fairly effective, obviously, and he's going against his old team. you got to think he's got something to prove, and he did have two points tonight. But of late, it just seems like the Wild haven't been crashing the net, but we've been allowing our opponents to do it nonstop against us with no resistance whatsoever. But Justin Fontaine, another gritty close-up to the net goal. Danny Heatley's been the guy that's been doing that also of late. <laughs> it's the only way he scores nowadays, Danny Heatley. Uh, but Fontaine able to finish, tie this thing up. 13:45 remaining in the game. It's like, all right, it's tied up. Hopefully the Wild can get this done. Maybe a nice clutch Miko Koivu goal. No, there's no clutch Miko Koivu goal at all whatsoever in this one. Just a few seconds later, Kyle Oposa with his second goal of the year. Stunned silence in the arena. 5-4 New York Islanders. And the Wilds started to get really, really tight. Holding their sticks real tight at this point. And, yeah, they were playing desperate. Attacking <laughs> the Islanders in their zone. Pauline. Attacking him like crazy. But really, there was nothing, nothing, nothing there. No. Nothing of it. Every time it looked like the Wild had some type of shot, they would fan on the puck, they'd fall over, they'd get the puck knocked away. Islanders would just clear it down the ice without without getting an icing. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's just all there was to it down the stretch. Five to four, and the booze started flying down, but then the cheers started coming because there was a big fight. But who cares if there's a big fight? There, I, what's there to cheer about? Just boo, guys, boo. Screw the cheering because a couple guys start beating up on the Islanders because they're frustrated. Yeah, go ahead and beat up on the Islanders if that's going to rev the crowd up or something. There's nothing to rev up right now when, when you're blowing a 3 nothing lead against the New York Islanders at home. There's nothing to get excited about at all. Just boo the, sh- boo the you-know-what out of this team with the way they have played of late. And tonight's game was a absolute... <laughs> 
an absolute exclamation point on the past five games. So it just figures out all five of these games wound up on one episode. <laughs> and this is this is the Joey you're getting right now. You can tell I want to win so bad, and I love this team, but <clears throat> as we're going to wrap up the game reviews here. Who do, who do I give the negative stuff? Uh, okay, uh, the positives. Well, we are going to go with the Mike Madonna Awards here. Before I get into some Mike Yo talk here. <laughs> Mike Madonna and uh, James Shepard Memorial. <sighs> who gets the Mike Madonna Award? Oh, boy. Koivu uh, is one of the leaders. Uh, Granlund has... I'm going to give it to... Oh, boy, it's tough. It really is. I mean, you know, writer has been... He, uh, he had a good game tonight, but he's been semi-quiet of late. And then before that, it was pretty much the second... <laughs> pretty much that little second line guy or group that was helping us against Pittsburgh and New York and Philadelphia. The Winnipeg game was all over the place. There's a lot of Clavu points in this one. Uh, Fontaine has been solid. Heatley, that one is kind of all over the place, to be honest. Stefan Veyu getting a goal, which is really funny. Um... Oh boy, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Kyle Granlund this week because, you know, some people may disagree, agree. I don't even know. You know, I guess you just have your opinions, and that's all there is to it. But to return from the concussion, and it doesn't seem like he's lost a step at all. He really looks. He looks good. Maybe he has lost a little bit of a step temporarily, but I I haven't personally noticed it. I think he's been excellent out there. And he was able to take hits and all that stuff. And he's factored in right out of the gate. He's really been... He, he's been out there on the power play with Koivu and Pominville. And he's he's a factor. He's one of the main reasons why people are getting scoring chances for this, this desert right now. I mean, the, the offense is a desert for the most part. And yeah, we scored four goals tonight. But, but generally, the offense hasn't been good. <laughs> so I'm just saying, and we scored four against... Winnipeg too, but I'm just saying. I mean, overall, the offense is pretty weak. Like the 5-1, 5-2 crap, 4-1 crap that we've been going through. But Mikhail Graham has been really a uh, factor. So he gets the Mike McDonald Award. I better stop rambling. Um, boy. <laughs> the other one, the James Shepard Memorial. I'll go with Marco Scandella. Because, I mean, it seemed like time after time, he was, he was a guy standing around, basically, when... Uh, opponents were getting one timers on us. He wasn't. He and and a lot of times he was standing there very close to the to the man that scored. And the frustration was off the charts for myself. That Philadelphia game, the New York game, Winnipeg. What the hell, Scandella? Put a body on somebody. Keith Ballard is a is going to also going to get the uh, James Shepard Memorial as well. Too many mistakes. Too many penalties. And you know, put a body on somebody, please. It's, it's just embarrassing to watch. So the wild defensemen have been really frustrating for me of late. It's really, really getting to me. Nicholas Backstrom is escaping this one. Consider yourself lucky, Nicholas, because your defense was so bad, they made you look even worse. So they're the ones getting the, uh, the, slap, the slap in the face right now, not you. So congratulations there, I suppose. Oh, my. So there you go. I'm going to conclude the game reviews with... <laughs> I'm going to say again, Mike Yo is the wrong coach for this team. The Minnesota Wild need a veteran coach. Yes, there are young players on this team that could respond to him, like the Charlie Coyles, the Mikhail Granlins, Nito Niederreiters, and such. And I appreciate that part of it. But the veterans, 
He is pushing the wrong buttons with the veterans of this team. It's gotten to a point that they're rolling their eyes and the message is not being heard. Um, and it's been pretty much, you know, and um, the veterans are the, the Koivus, the Suiters, the Parisis. You don't pay $100 million to have the wrong coach to coach those, that $100 million. And that's what's going on right now. $200 million, I might add. $100 million each to those two guys. Um, Mike Yo is the wrong coach. They need a veteran coach for this team. <laughs> we could sure use a Ken Hitchcock type. Peter Laviolette, maybe, but I don't know. Laviolette's one of those guys who's who's good for a while, and then he wears out his welcome. I don't know if he's the guy you want. I think Ken Hitchcock could be a better one. Uh, could have really used the former Buffalo Sabres coach. That would have been a really, that would be a really good move as well, but it's got to be a guy like that. Um, <laughs> Lindy Ruff, pardon me. Um, it's got to be somebody like that. When the, the You had a Craig McTavish. You, it sounded like the Wild were about to sign him. He took he helped the Edmonton Oilers go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Edmonton Oilers, man. Without Gretzky or Messier or, or Yari Curry and blah, blah, blah. Much different Edmonton Oilers team. Went to the Stanley Cup Finals with Craig McTavish. Peter Laviolette won a, won a Stanley Cup with the Carolina Hurricanes. Ken Hitchcock won a Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars. Uh, Lindy Ruff had very competitive teams, went to the Stanley Cup Finals with the Buffalo Sabres, kept them very competitive for many years. So, that's the kind of coach I think that this Minnesota Wild team needs, not Mike Yo. Mike Yo is an AHL coach at this stage, or a team that's starting from the ground up. That's what Mike Yo is, I think. Um, not necessarily an expansion team, but a team that's all young guys, maybe with some veterans that have never done anything, you know, like you're like the like the Mike Rupps, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> no offense, Mike Rupp, no offense, but you get the idea there. The, the fourth line type of guys that are, you know, that's your veterans are the fourth line guys. That's about what kind of team that Mike Yo should be coaching, not a team that's serious about winning winning. Uh, you know, contending for a Stanley Cup at some point here. I, I just don't see Mike Yo as that guy. So there you go. We will take us a quick break. We will preview <laughs> the coming week. And, of course, a very brief checkup in the AHL with a, um, a one of the Wilds prospects is doing well. A guy that, yeah, a guy that's been uh, mentioned quite a bit and has played on the Wild this year. He's starting to show signs. Yes, we'll be right back right after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Going round like Saturday. 
are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 73, which is a reminder for those of you on your mobile devices, like the iPhones, iPod Touches and stuff, simply look for Brave the Wild on iTunes for Apple devices, for Android devices, download the Double Twist app or any type of application that mirrors iTunes, Double Twist is the one that uh, I'm aware of. Simply search for Brave the Wild in the podcast section. So you have to search for the podcast section on that one first. Just, you know, it's a button. And on Windows, phones, and, and or the Surface and such, go in the store. Simply search for Brave the Wild there. Same for BlackBerry devices. Here we are to preview the upcoming week with the Minnesota Wild. You know, my predictions were so good for so long, and then it was just, pew, this past week. Well, I was I was one and two last week. Let's see what I can do this week. Minnesota Wild host St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis, that team with a way better record than us now that we were so close to at one point in time. Now 12 points behind the St. Louis Blues. Almost hopelessly behind them, which really sucks. Yeah, we host the St. Louis Blues on our traditional uh, New Year's Eve game. Traditional New Year's Eve game, 6 p.m. Tuesday, December the 31st. Oh, goody, the St. Louis Blues come to town. Oh, I'm so excited. It's gone so well for us. Yeah, it's really gone well. Great series for the Wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's been great. Um, well, we've only lost. We've only played once this year, and it was a 3-1 to one spanking in St. Louis. Completely non-factor. Yeah, the Wild hosts the game. That that helps, but... Doesn't really. I'm not really feeling all too confident in this one. 26-7 and five are the St. Louis Blues talent up and down the roster. Very good team indeed. The goaltending situation is decent. I mean, they're not phenomenal, but they're but they're good. <laughs> they have two goalies that are more than uh, adequate. The scoring is just oh my god, it's all over the place. I mean, you have their sixth leading scorer is 27 points. That's one point less than uh, Jason Pominville and Miku Koivu, who lead the Wild in scoring. Ah, uh, Jay Bowmeister. Yeah, 26 points only. That's only 26 points. Alex Peter Angelo, 8th on the team in scoring with 23 points. you got Alexander Sheen, David Backus, and TJ Oshie, all with over 30 points. Derek Waugh. Derek Roy, Oh, my God. Kevin Shattenkirk. Jaden Schwartz. Oh, it just goes on and on. So, um, I can't pick the Wild to win this one. The way things have been going... And with the likelihood Mike Yo will be the freaking coach still, I think the Wild lose this one three to one. Yeah, like Jason Pominville, and uh, I'll just I'm just gonna guess this straight out. The second line will score the only goal against the St. Louis Blues. It's gonna be Pominville, uh, Granlund, and like Nito Nito. No, not Nito Nito Rider. Like Heatley, I guess, will be included in this one unless Zach Parisi comes back, which he might. Uh, we'll see. Actually, no, no, he's on IR, so he can't. That's great. So we won't be seeing Zach Parisi uh, tonight. Obviously, that's one of three. St. Louis is the second one, and hopefully, after the third game, Mr. Parisi will be back skating with the Wild again. They could sure use the help, and I'm sure his foot could use the healing. Wild lose three to one to the St. Louis Blues. Oh goody! Might as well say four to one. Yeah, let's make it four to one. The way things have been going up late. Trying not to be negative. So now we usher in the new year. Ooh, the new year, 2014. That means Justin Fontaine's going to be awesome because it's 14, right? Okay, that made no sense. Wild hosts the Buffalo Sabres in Washington Capitals. I like the Wild's chances on uh, Thursday, January 2nd against the Buffalo Sabres. I like them a lot. Buffalo Sabres are a team that is in tank mode. They are 11-24. and 
they are going nowhere right now. I have no faith in that team whatsoever. <laughs> Why would you pick the uh, Buffalo Sabres to win this game? You'd be nuts. Minnesota defeats the Buffalo Sabres in in a rout. A 4-1 to butt-kicking. No, it's going to be a game... I mean, the Wild need some help. Uh, this is a team that scores less than the Wild and gives up more goals than the Wild, which is impressive considering how poor the Wild have been playing of late. Uh, Cody Hodgson has 19 points in 33 games. That's that's the main, main guy. Matt Molson as well. Of course, I believe he's... Yeah, I mean, things are just... Things are just not really going well for the Buffalo Sabres. If the Wild loses this one, they should just be fired. Yeah. <laughs> the Wild cannot lose this game. That would be an absolute joke. You just do not lose this game, guys. Don't lose to the Buffalo Sabres. I think the Wild pull this one off. Um, I'm almost... <laughs> It's like I'm always saying three to one. No, Bill. No, I was going four to one to St. Louis. So I'll go with a three. I'm going to go with a two to one wild win because the offense has been. Oh no, no, the offense has been picking up late. We'll go with a. I'm going to go with a four to two game. I think Buffalo's going to score two goals. Four to two because the goaltending and the defense has been so pathetic for the Wild. Four to two win for Minnesota hosting the Buffalo Sabers on Thursday the second. So we'll wrap up the preview here. Hosting the Washington Capitals on January the 4th. Yes, sir. That'll be nice. So a nice little homestand for the Wild, uh, including the St. Louis Blues, as mentioned. Wild do not win that game. Washington is playing fairly well, though. They're not really in the tank mode, but then again, uh, they're only like, they only have two less losses than the Wild so far this year, so they're not exactly... Um, Dominating the Wild lost in Washington earlier this year, three to two in a shootout. So it wasn't really three to two, but you know what I mean. The uh, the uh, de facto three to two. Dealy. Washington Capitals are a team. I mean, you, they're Jekyll and Hyde. They're also second place in the Metropolitan Division, so they're at least semi-competitive in the not as good Eastern Conference. They really give up goals, though. There's no doubt about it. I mean, like, <laughs> Brandon Holtley is averaging three goals a game so far this year. The backups are doing a little bit better. One of them is averaging almost three goals a game, almost three, and the other, Philip Grubler, is uh, averaging 2.18 a game. Uh, but, hey, uh, the Wild should be able to score on this team if Mr. Hotley is the main <laughs> is the main goalie in this one. I hope he is. In fact, that would be great. The Wild might actually win the game. But, um... Well, Washington can score. <laughs> Nicholas Backstrom and Alex Ovechkin are kind of like the Pittsburgh Penguins over there, like Crosby and Malkin right now. Really dominant. 30 goals already for Alex Ovechkin, but only 11 assists. Nicholas Backstrom, yep, the other Nicholas Backstrom, with basically opposite statistics. 10 goals, 34 assists, but dominant nonetheless. And then at least uh, a second line that's fairly solid as well in Washington. Uh, I'm just not as confident as I had been in the past. I think the Wild lose this one, unfortunately. Uh, I think it's going to be like 3-2 to two again. Like I think it's going to be 3-2, to two, um, possibly a shootout, maybe 4-3 to three type situation. Maybe the Wild tie it up, make it 3-3 three, three and the Wild lose. I'll go with that. 4-3 to three, uh, Washington, either in the shootout or in regulation, whatever it is, or overtime. Washington wins, unfortunately. So I have a one to one and two wild week this week. With the way things are going, I'm not I'm not feeling good right now. Hopefully they prove me wrong and they just go out there and at least go two and one, maybe three and zero oh in this one. I think there's virtually no chance the Wild defeat the <laughs> St. Louis Blues, and I'm really really sorry to say.
that sucks because I uh, that would be a huge emotional boost for the Minnesota Wild if they were able to do that. So going into the coming week, where are we? Yeah, Tuesday, January the seventh. So well, I'm going to leave that alone. Hopefully, I'll have another show before then. Ah, uh, boy, I don't like who the matchup is, but yeah, hopefully I'll have another show before then, possibly Sunday night. I'm going to try to do that, if possible, get into this show in Sunday nights. I think that'd be a nice idea, so we will see how things go, maybe even Saturday night, depending on what's going on with things. That'd be actually kind of a good idea to do it Saturday night, because it'd be fresh off that uh, Washington game. We'll see. It all depends, but I try to keep it at least early, you know, in the week or at the on or Saturday, Sunday, Monday-ish if possible. Well, Saturday, Sunday-ish, if possible. So, generally, if I don't record on Saturday or Sunday night, I would record Brave the Wild, usually Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday would be the absolute latest, but I think Tuesday is generally a... uh, I'm going to try to not have to have it on Tuesdays. I'd prefer to have it on the weekend. So, yeah, that would be nice. All right. So, there you go. One and two week for the Wild. And really the highlight of the uh, Iowa Wild check-in is Eric Halla, who went back to Iowa and is becoming a little more of a factor down there. He now has 16 points in only 22 games, actually. So he's actually leading the team in scoring now, where before he was like the fourth or fifth leading scorer. And, you know, when he had the when he was there for the whole season, he goes back there and suddenly takes the team lead in scoring. So that, that's encouraging to see. Other than that, it's just the same old story, like I've been saying from pretty much the whole year, where really no one's really standing out, except for the career minor leaguers, Jonathan Blum and Brian Connolly, who are both defensemen, and they're putting up nice numbers for defensemen, but uh, well, the way some of our the wild defensemen are playing right now, <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe see what they can do at the NHL level for like a, maybe two or three, four game stretch, just see what they can do. Sometimes some guys... Uh, emerge. It's very unlikely, but once in a while, you can get something out of it. I mean, heck, look at Wes Walls. It was a career minor leaguer in the the wild system. I mean, or or no, not in the wild system, but in the uh, Calgary Flames system and such. Uh, Jonathan Blum is very young, though. He is very young, but, you know, not exactly like the super prospect with the wild Overall, he's been in the minor leagues most of the time. So, yeah, that's a guy I would look at. He's playing very well, actually. Connolly is the one that's a little bit older. Yep, he's about 30, 30, excuse me, 27. So, he's, yeah, he's already kind of sort of a veteran already. So, that's what I'm saying, where he's more of a career minor leaguer. Blum is only about 24. So, you never know. You never know. Jake Dowell, that's definitely a veteran, and he's not really scoring much anyway. He's like a third, fourth-line center down in there in the minors. So, <laughs> uh, the Tyler Kumas of the world, just the same old story. Yeah, and he's been out for a while as well. It's just, yeah, again, that's Tyler Kuma. Unproductive and when, when he's healthy, and he rarely is. So, there you go. Very unfortunate right there. Iowa Wild not having a good year, and nobody's really standing out, even the goalies. The two goalies, Johan Gustafsson and Darcy Comfer, not really making anyone excited about like, oh, we got to bring one of them up one of these days. Can't wait to see them. No. Mm. Oh, Matt Hackett. Oh, thank God we got Jason Bombardville out of that deal at least. Whew. I mean, if you're going to give up Matt Hackett, it better be with somebody who's good, or better be for somebody who's good. <laughs> oh man. 
it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, Matt Hackett with the, well, Rochester Americans in the AHL, his numbers aren't so good either. So that figures really pretty much on par with Darcy Comfer and Juan Gustafson. So I guess I feel a little bit better about that now. Yeah, he's he's averaging almost three goals a game in 20 games for the Rochester Americans in the AHL has not been called up to the NHL level with the Buffalo Sabres. So, oh well, too bad, so sad. That actually starting to look like a better trade than some of us may have feared. And uh, Johan Larson, the other piece in that trade, the other chip in that trade, in only 13 games with the Rochester Americans, nine points. So, eh, not bad. Fairly productive, actually, compared to some of the guys in the Wilds. Uh, system, in the Iowa Wild, that is. So, uh, you know, whatever. Look at me just going way too much into all this minor league stuff. Apologize. Hope you didn't mind that, though. I mean, hey, it's important to check in on some of those guys that uh, the Wild did trade away for Jason Pominville. It's not really looking like... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think either one of them is really going to be much in the NHL, the way things are looking. So, grand scheme of things, it could be one... That could go down as one of the awesome, awesome trades of Cliff Fretcher's career. He's had to make up for a couple like the Nick Lettys and such who look good with Chicago. Again, we're Mr. Uh, yeah, well, whoever. I'm not even going to get into who he got for that. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. Okay, Cam Barker, but that's it. That's how far I'm going to go on that one. <laughs> Alright, thanks everybody for listening. Remember the call on line 209-736-7877. Remember to call into that. There's the Facebook page. Just simply go uh, to the search bar, type in Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Show. Go there, click like. Twitter account is at Brave the Wild. Thanks again for listening. Do tell a friend about the show. Yes, um, there's got to be some more hockey fans out there. Do tell a friend about the show. And if you can, please rate us on iTunes. Rate the show on iTunes. Give us a nice rating. Say what you like about the show. Or if you just simply want to click on the stars, but ho- hopefully you could say something. I mean, keep it. I mean, you can keep it brief if you don't want to say too much. I mean, you don't have to think about it too much. So don't don't worry if that's what's holding people back from posting uh, any type of review on there. You don't have to think about too much. Okay, so don't worry about it. Thanks for listening, and we will be back soon. Eventually, I'm sure Neil Nate Dog Thiesing will be back, ready to rock and roll. I got to get him back in studio. I don't really like that over the phone stuff that much. Eh, you know, it just it sounds better to have him with me. And no, it's not really a studio. You get the idea. <laughs> back in studio though, talking about the Minnesota Wild yet again. Thank you again so much for joining. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, a better week than I'm originally forecasting for this one. Happy New Year to all of you, and we will be back in 2014.